0: Welcome back to GoGaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I appreciate with you sticking with us through the break in this segment, mold and radon. What do you need to know? Is mold a problem and is radon a problem? Maybe it's just a fluke. We're going to find out more during this segment. Don't forget, we want to connect with you. It's easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can... Ask questions you want us to answer on air or off air. You can make comments or push back. You can challenge anything we say. You can share your ideas with us, especially those that you want us to share with other listeners. We love that. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We are available on every major podcasting platform, and it's easy. Just go to goGaddisRadio.com. We've got an expert advisor with us who's been a while since you've been on the show, Brett Gordon, who's the president and CEO of World Class Home Inspections and World Class Property Services. How are you, Brett?
1: Good, thanks for having me back,
0: man. It's really, really good to see you. And we're going to talk about a topic that most people do not want to even think about. We're going to talk about two topics that most people don't want to think about. But if you have a house or you rent a house or anything, you need to be thinking about both of these topics. And the first one is mold, and the second one is radon. So, I'd like to start out, if you don't mind, Brett, with just a general description of not the difference in white mold and black mold, but what is the difference? What is mold? It is a fungus. What is it? Talk to us about what mold is.
1: A mold is actually a fungus that grows everywhere. Um, and when it gets in your house, that's where it can actually cause respiratory problems and all kinds of health problems. So, so you want to be careful when it's actually in your house. So
0: when you say it grows everywhere, what, are you meaning it really kind of grows everywhere outside? It's in the air, it's on the plants, it's in the pine straw, it's on the driveway. Uh, Correct. So, okay. so even
1: if you test it outside, you're going to get probably a thousand different types of mold that's actually on the outside. Um, when it gets in the inside, that's when it can, you know, become a problem. So the two basic ones that you end up having in, inside the house is going to be black mold, okay. which is usually due to water damage. That's the statue botchers mold. Okay. Um, that can, that's actually what they call the toxic mold. Okay. So that, that's a black mold. Okay. Um, and then also you have the white mold, which a lot of times that's due to high humidity. So it's going to be like on the surface.
0: Interesting. So black mold water damage actual water intrusion coming in causing the problem white mold high humidity still caused by water but water in the air instead of water coming in in the form of water i know water in the air is also in the form of water but it's just a little bitty droplet. so that's interesting is all black mold dangerous
1: i would say yes because usually that's the toxic mold um and usually that's on drywall stuff so it needs to be cut out if it's on drywall it needs to be cut out. You can't just actually clean it up like with bleach or something like that. It's that's not going to kill in it.
0: Interesting. So, you're you're distinguishing that it's going to be on like drywall and let's just say as compared to a countertop. So, uh, and maybe that's not a not a good example, but I'm guessing that a countertop generally does not have a food source for the mold so it's more likely to grow on the wall than it is to grow on something like a countertop or a or a, a fully stained cabinet door or something like that is that
1: correct correct yeah you're going to end up usually finding it on drywall or sometimes even like on floor joists uh like in a, on a in a basement or, yeah. or in a crawl space you'll end up seeing it there um when it's on a floor joist or something it usually has to be sanded or it actually has to be sprayed with special chemicals to
0: get rid of it to get rid of to it get rid well of it. i would assume that you know um now, I thought at one time that the EPA had said if it was under a certain amount of square footage, you could clean it up with regular soap and water, not bleaching water, but soap and water, and I don't know if that's still the case or not, but it sounds to me—is it still the case?
1: Yes, yes, it is. It is. It um, is. And that's
0: less than—excuse than, me, sorry for interrupting, but it's less than like two feet or something. It's not a big right. amount of space, right? Right
1: so Correct. if yeah, you have they, just a little spot. anything bigger than that you actually get a professional to try to help you out because okay. a lot of times you have to end up cutting it out you have to help it you have to disinfect it so there's a process to it
0: so if someone had a little bitty area let's just say they walk to the bottom of their stairs and you know they look right in front of them at the bottom of the wall the front foundation wall there's just a little black spot now they shouldn't just clean up the mold and think they've solved the problem because if you've got water getting in there, you need to stop that water. But provided they stop the water, so there's no source of water coming into the home, someone could just use soap and water and clean it up. And then I would assume they would, in just a little bit, we're talking about less than two square feet, and I'm not encouraging people to do that. I'm just saying the EPA says that it's possible. And then I would assume they need to dry it out really good, like put a fan on it and just leave it there Correct. for days and days. I mean, like dry it out.
1: Correct. Right. Yeah. You need to dry it out thoroughly because if not, mold can grow within 24 to 48 hours.
0: Wow. So maybe even a dehumidifier in the area. I don't know if that'd be helpful, God but it sounds would like, be yeah. So put a fan on it and a dehumidifier down there. I haven't had a dehumidifier in my basement for years and years and years. What are some of the health problems that are associated with mold? And, and I'm assuming that maybe worse with black mold. I have a client who had a daughter who moved to New York. Now, she actually got bitten by ticks, so she had Lyme disease, which I think started her autoimmune problems. But then she moved to New York and was exposed to black mold, and it ruined her autoimmune system. The poor girl still suffers today, and that was five or six years ago. Uh, So what are some of the common problems that you see or you're aware of with people who are exposed to black mold or mold?
1: You can have um, like red eyes. You can have lung, uh, lung problems, uh, respiratory problems, sinus infections, nosebleeds. I mean, there's all kinds of different things that actually it can cause rashes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, I know when I go into a home that has the smell of mold or mildew, it just smells very musty, almost a little, I'm going to say stingy, like meaning it's a a sour, stingy type smell that I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things for me is I swear I can taste it. I can literally taste those. When I'm walking out, I'm like, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> this is this is disgusting. Uh, and and so I know that I am uh, very, very, um, I'm going to say allergic to it, but I certainly, well, that's not true because I, I do uh, sneeze a good bit, so I'm probably allergic to the mold spores. If someone wanted to reach you, they have a little area of mold or even a big area of mold that they want to get a... a Uh, kind of a quote to see what would happen. I'm I'm guessing that you might very well go out and take a look for free and give them a quote without a charge. I don't know if that's true, but how would they, how would they reach you?
1: They can go to our website. It's uh, worldclassps.com or actually give us a call at 678-250-6653.
0: Perfect. So if you've got mold, a little bit of mold, lot of mold, black mold, white mold, and you want to understand what is it, because I assume you can test to tell exactly what it is, and what do you need to do in order to solve the problem, and then even more importantly, what do you need to do in order to prevent it from happening again, because that would be the real key. Reach out to Brett Gordon, and he and his world-class home inspections uh, company will come out and do what they need to do. If it's okay with you, Brett, let's switch gears over to radon. Uh, so my question for you is, number one, what is radon? And number two, is radon prevalent in the state of Georgia?
1: Well, radon is actually everywhere. It's actually in the atmosphere. It turns around and um, it, it actually is tasteless. It's odorless. And it's a gas that comes up from the earth. Yeah. And it's the number two leading cause of cancer, believe it or not.
0: I I do believe that, and it's my understanding that, that radon is caused by decomposing organic material underground. And when you have a place that has so much granite underground, that in our case, it's that granite that's actually putting off a lot of that radon. I don't know if my understanding of that is correct or not.
1: Believe it or not, the closer you are to Stone Mountain, because the granite in Stone Mountain, the higher the radon usually is.
0: Yeah, so that makes sense. And when you think about it, I mean, we're at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, so you have a lot of rock underground. Whether it's the right. you know the the granite that we have underground, and we people have quarried out some of the most beautiful granite that was used all over the country from the state of Georgia. So. Um, how do you how do you test a home for radon? Like, how does that work? I'm thinking if I were buying a new home, and especially if I had kids, I'd have the home tested for radon. I might very well have it tested. I'm going to be buying a new home later this year, and I might want to go ahead and have it tested anyway. But how does the test work? And then uh, what do you do if you need to mitigate it?
1: Well, what we do is we actually have a machine that we'll actually put there for 48 hours. That's a true rate on test. I mean, obviously, you can buy them on Amazon stuff, the self-test. Yeah. But what we would do, or a home inspection company would actually put a monitor there for 48 hours okay. and give you a reading. And if it's 4.0 or above, that's like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day being in the house. That's wow. how dangerous it is. So you want to wow. actually below 2.0. Um, now, for the remediation of it, a remediation company would come out. We don't personally do that, but a remediation company will come out, they'll put actually a vent into the slab and actually vent it to the outside, which actually gets the gases out of the house.
0: So interesting. I mean, they drill a hole in the basement slab, and then they have a little fan on the, the, the piping, and it creates negative pressure under the slab, right. and it basically sucks anything that would come up through the slab through cracks in the slab through where the slab meets the foundation walls or any of that it basically doesn't allow the gas to come up through there and it takes it and blows it out into the atmosphere which is where it would have gone anyway had we not put a house on top of that area that was actually right. a secreting radon that's kind of a gross way to think about it but the earth is secreting radon and we need to be careful how much does a radon inspection cost and can it be done as part of a regular home inspection we've got about a minute and a half left in this segment.
1: Yeah, radon inspection, um, we end up charging about $150, okay. which is a 40, 48-hour test. Okay. Uh, we do a radon screening with our home inspections, which is actually free of charge. That's just giving the average while we're there. So if it comes back high, then we recommend, obviously, a true 48-hour test.
0: That's interesting. So someone could not pay for the radon. You'll come out and do a little while we're here radon test, and then you can let them know if it makes sense to do a full test for radon.
1: Correct, when we're doing a home inspection, that is correct.
0: Yeah, I don't think I knew that. So, and then the additional cost of the radon test is 150 bucks. and I assume it's some type of electronic equipment that
1: you leave in the house? Correct. Yeah, we'll leave the electronic equipment there for 48 hours. We'll come back and actually see what the reading is.
0: Last thing before we take our break, I understand that on days when barometric pressure is high, that sometimes radon levels can be a little bit higher as a result. So when you have overcast skies and rain, sometimes radon can be a little higher. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, and also they actually recommend to actually uh, test it different times of the season, also, because obviously if it's raining, it may be a little bit different. It may be different if you had your windows open for that day and are, you know, open and closing doors. So you want to make sure everything is closed up.
0: Perfect, Brett. Thank you so much for coming on. You have been a valuable source of information. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Tyler Perry is donating 2.75 million dollars help older homeowners in Atlanta? And is having a backup buyer, is that really a good idea? Stick with us. We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back.